So hello and Manic Monday to everybody. I hope everybody had a great weekend. And we are on episode six. Yeah. <laughs> episode six of stalking. So uh, I have more stories, but I'm going to save them for later. And I'm going to wrap it up and just kind of do a summary of all the other um, episodes uh, that I've posted. I take a break from there because um, I want to start a new subject next Monday. So uh, I see homeschooling. We're still getting hits on homeschooling, which is great. Uh, homeschooling is always a positive that really that that excites me. <laughs> So here's what we're going to do. On last week on episode five, I did post some more websites and like there's, I mean, Googles of information out there. Um, another thing is your police department uh, should be able to help you with this. And I know in some areas it is more difficult to uh, get the assistance that you need. But remember, you can always call, um, the victim's hotline. If you, especially if it's domestic, it's really close. Uh, you know, there's abuse, or you have a, a restraining order on somebody, and they're, you know, something really needs to be done. Hopefully, that's not. I hope nothing like that's happening, but it does happen, and like I said, more often than you know, and it happens at the workplace also, which I mentioned in earlier in some episodes. However, um, I still notice some things going on around here. I do have someone who still um, shows up everywhere I go. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. So uh, here's, here's some things. Let's, let's define stalking. Stalking is whenever somebody is following you. <laughs> It's a series of actions that make a person feel afraid or in danger. Now, you necessarily may not feel afraid. And showing fear and being afraid uh, makes you more vulnerable and also empowers the other person. So remember to always walk with your head up, your chin up, and move quickly and try and get a picture and a course you know, document. Stalking can be done by some, uh, some, someone the victim knows. Also, stalkers will use other people to stalk you without their knowledge. And they may catch on, smart people will catch on quicker than others who are unaware of these type of events. Uh, it, they can use your classmates, your co-workers, even your family members without you realize, without them realizing it. So always just like, if someone's always asking you at work where you're going or what you're doing, next, you do not have to answer them unless it has something to do with your job or job performance. And stalking is a crime and it is, um, it's a violation. So examples of stalkings are repeatedly calling, texting, or emailing, following you or showing up wherever you go, <laughs> sending unwanted gifts, damaging your property, driving by and hanging out where you live in class or at work when they're not supposed to be there, or threatening you, your family, and other pets, and your pets. So um, some of those 
the following you and showing up wherever you go. I've had that happen. I've come home and I've had like gifts on my front porch, pumpkins, milk. Uh, <laughs> I come home and someone shot my car window out or <laughs> cut my belt. <laughs> Drive-bys. You'll, I've had a couple of those drive-bys. And I noticed my neighbor, when they first moved in, that some woman was stalking my neighbor. And I just happened to catch it on my camera. I have cameras set up around perimeter of my house. And I just happened to catch it one day. I was in the, my kitchen window faces the back street. And I'm going... This girl's acting really kind of strange. So I'm sitting there washing dishes, you know, just doing whatever. And, uh, and I'm going, she's gone by once, she's gone by twice, she's come up the road and back around again. She disappears. And my neighbor comes home like a minute later, and there she is right behind him driving by. And I said, you know what? Let me think. Let me go back and look on my camera because I have the little, you know, flash drives. And I noticed the day before she did the same thing. So what I did, my neighbor didn't say anything because I don't know if he wanted her to follow him home or what. I just, I have another flash drive that I make copies of and I just date it and file it whenever I feel, I just like, that's too weird. You know, these guys just moved in. And I know that happened to me too, coming into a new neighborhood. Another thing I did want to mention to you, when I first, and this was like, I don't know, maybe 2010, 2011, somewhere around in there. I thought this was really odd. I was in, um, on a busy highway, off street thing in a town because we're kind of we're in a triad area so we have a bunch of little towns that are connected to a few major cities so i'm sitting at a red light i think i was going to a job interview or doing something i don't know what i was doing so i was supposed to turn make a left hand turn and that for some reason that light's always longer <laughs> and there's a gas station on the right hand side so I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of like looking around, you know, I was kind of familiar with the area. And uh, so I'm just looking around and I'm watching this lady over at the gas station filling up her gas in her car. And I noticed this guy and another white car just sitting there at the gas station. And he's sitting there and he's sitting there. He's not putting gas in. He didn't get out to get anything to drink. He didn't do any of those convenient stop things that you do. So the girl goes in and pays for her stuff, and the guy's still sitting there. She gets in her car, and she drives off. And guess who's behind her? The guy follows her around. She had to stop at a stoplight. The green went, but my arrow was still red. She pulls up, and he's right behind her. And... <laughs> He starts, I don't know, he was writing down information or taking a picture or doing something. He was doing something. And I thought he was getting her license plate number. And I'm like, I know she went in and paid, okay? So it's not like this lady was driving off. And this happened all within the time of this stoplight. And so she drives off. And guess who comes? He, he goes back around and makes a U-turn. and comes up beside me in the far right-hand lane. 
makes a right at the turn and goes back into the gas station. I went, oh my God, I am not believing this. So I, I still get the chills thinking about it. I said, that guy was watching her, got her, you know, description of who she was. Maybe he took some pictures, her license plate number, followed her around and came back and went back to the gas station. I said, okay, I'm going to remember this gas station. <laughs> I'm not getting gas there, right? So I said, it, those are the kind of things you have to watch out for. Gas stations are dangerous. As we all know, we, they, they generally hit the news more than anything else, right? You always see the people filling up gas again and rob. Well, you never know who else, what else someone else is doing. So I guess this girl is totally oblivious you know, just to think about it. She might have been in a hurry or whatever. But like anything, um, that was something, you know, that was crazy. So just be careful. People sitting out in their car. And I know why they pe some people sit out in their cars because they're having someone bothering their car. So, um, so like anything else, if you feel you're in danger, you know, call 911. And they say always trust your instincts. Because you are a creature just like anything else on this earth. If you feel like someone's watching you, someone's probably watching you. You know, they may it could be harmless, but you know, you get that creepy feeling, you kinda of look around, <laughs> you're like, Ugh, someone's watching me. Okay, and the thing is they say do not make any contact so or don't say anything. So if someone goes out to you, hey lady or hey you, can you help me? Come here. Don't don't reply. Don't say, excuse me, what? What did you just say? Don't, just keep get in your car and take off and report them or go back inside. If you're on a university, you're supposed to call the university police. Uh, we talked about that with uh, over there at Duke. She had went through the university. And this lady, she knew what was going on. And she knows she was being traumatized. But the lady in our previous case, she went through all the steps okay she didn't skip a step because if you skip a step then they're going to say well you know how come you didn't do this they might come back and use it against you you never know so always make that initial thing even if it's just the one thing you made the contact just document that you made the contact even if they didn't call you back go to the next step don't waste your time trying to get them to call you back because more than likely they're if they, don't, if they didn't call you back the first time, they're not going to call you back the second time. And I have called the police in other counties when I felt like I was being intimidated on the highway. And I've had one guy talk to me really nice. One police officer talked to me really nice. And I had one police officer just holler at me, told me, you, you pull over when those lights go on. I said, you know what, buddy? I don't have to. I said, and I'm not going to. You're not going to harass me on the highway, all right? So you tell you guys to stop it right now. I said, because the next telephone call is going to be a lawyer the next time I get harassed on the highway. I said, don't, don't even think about it with me. <laughs> I told I said, I'm that from here. <laughs> but anyways, um, and don't keep it a secret. Tell your friends, families. They go, you know what, guys? I just have this bad feeling. You know what? This has happened a couple times. I'm coming home. Like, I had these gifts. So I always took pictures of these gifts. I didn't touch them. I got a hat sitting on my front porch right now. 
I'm not touching that hat. I took a picture of it. And I think somebody, whoever's listening to my podcast, knows this. So, you know, get a clue, right? Focus in on that. Um, So I've got a hat sitting out there. And I believe this happened one time before, but I took a picture of it. And I put it on my Facebook. And that's kind of how I document everything. But I haven't touched the hat. I'm going to let someone uh, come get it or it gets thrown out in the trash like I did the other stuff. I generally don't touch it. I've had it sit there. I've had milk sit on my front porch for three or four days before it disappeared. I generally just wait till someone comes back and gets it. So um, tell co-workers, tell someone who you could trust. Don't tell all your co-workers, okay, because you don't know if it's a co-worker, <laughs> you know. The best, the, really the best thing to do is talk to human resources because they know the workers there, if anybody's had criminal activity in the past, because you could work, um, here's an example. You could have somebody working in finance, okay? They could have committed, if they committed a finance crime or some type of theft, generally finance and finance or any anybody handling money will not hire somebody who's committed a crime in finances, okay? So, I mean, think of all the other crimes that they might hire as long as they don't have anything to do with that. Same thing goes with your school. It could have been a mistake. Sometimes people steal a loaf of bread because they're hungry, you know, so you have to keep that in mind. So, um, so in develop a plan, have a, have a plan, have a plan of action or action plan. I say action plan. So in case of the habits, you know, you're driving home, you feel like you're being followed, have, you know, know your routes, know where your police station is, know where your McDonald's and Burger King's at. Always keep, I always keep a quarter of gas, a tank, you know, at least a quarter tank of gas in my car. And I know where my gas stations are. And I know where all my car rental places are at, too. <laughs> That's another thing. I know where my car rental places are at. Because I have to rent a car. And I've had to do that. So, you know, you, what do you keep on hand? You want to have your cell phone, maybe some mace. P- paper always still comes in handy. You never know. Uh, and write down times and places. If not a small recorder, use your phone to record. Remember, don't keep all your information in one place and have it back protect your personal information everybody tells you that don't give out information to anybody for any reason whatsoever be careful your garbage I've had someone go through my garbage one time and um, so what I used to do I used to tear up all my bills or not even open them up and then what I used to do was take out I used to can like my own (laughs) my own food and my own chicken so I used to take like all the bones and um, all the the broth, you know, all that fat and grease and stuff. And once a week, I would take that. I would wait for it, <laughs> and then I would pour it, you know, my on my paperwork. I would put that in there and then pour it on top of my paperwork, on top of my garbage. <laughs> so I'm like, you know. If you want to go through my garbage, guess what? You get to go through the bones and the chicken fat and the ketchup. You know, I always kept my trash not in a bag. (laughs) 
my garbage not in a bag or I have it open in a bag if they will tell you you have to have it in a bag have it opened so they have to go through the you know the poop first before they get to the information that's always good so if they want a specimen you know let them take that okay uh, it also, if you're having fears or anxiety or frustration or even depression, talk to your doctor about it. Tell your doctor what's going on and how you feel. You know, they will, they will help you also. Okay. You can always trust your doctor because, you know, your information has to be um, confidential and you're in charge of who, who gets a hold of that information. All right. You can, all, you know, there's certain things, uh, you don't have to let everybody know everything about you but I'm like hey you know what if I I have strong suspicions and I have documentation that I'm being stalked I let I said yeah let them know that we felt like I was being stalked you know and this is something that we need to be on because we haven't been able to catch the person and it's a reoccurrence and stalking is being taken seriously okay so that was with um who was that with? That was on that website that I posted. That was with Kent University. And um, I'll tell you what, I went to the local college here when I first came here. And I had some of that happen. Some campus stalking. And um, it was just, I th- I think just for the area I was living in, the, um, there's a lot of things going on and I think it was the immediate environment <laughs> was being um, there was a lot of growth I think there was a lot of growing pains too so uh, I think some people take it into their their own you know for our own line of duty or whatever they want to call it for their own neighborhoods and they police their own or you know someone new in the neighborhood came in we don't know who you are and I'm like well you know what guess what I don't know who you are either <laughs> so you know take it all in stride right <laughs> google me is what I tell people <laughs> that's why that's why I finally decided to get Facebook too when I first I because at first I wasn't feeling really comfortable about Facebook when it first came out because of what those churches were doing with playing the game Facebook and that's all really all you could do was put your face on there I said it didn't really do any good until later on you know a few years later and then I started my family started doing it and I was just like do you I would do it at first I was like she's like no no it's really great you know I stay in contact with my she was with her church family they were all together and she just had this one page of her and her family and stuff with information and stuff and I said, I still went and do it. But after a while, I said, you know what? I started Facebooking and I didn't really feel comfortable with it at first. I wouldn't let a lot of information go out. But now I let everything maybe too much. <laughs> but now, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. I don't put everything, but I do do a lot of stuff. And for me, uh, personally, my father comes from another country who... Uh, who I've got to to meet through the internet. So I'm really happy for the internet and Facebooking and stuff now because I've been able to get to know family members that I would probably never have gotten to know without without Facebook because I don't have the funds to travel back and forth every year. And you and you know about my my dad used to do it in 2006. He used to go 
there, but he was from there. So, um, and then one time he told me he was never going back again, but he finally, he went back again. And, uh, and so now they're kind of open, but, uh, for me, it's, it's been great. I, I love technology, especially with these issues. So Purdue has another one and I know we're almost up, <clears throat> but anyways, I wanted to mention the gas station <laughs> and how to use Facebook. Okay. You can always use YouTube too. That's what I was doing too. You can YouTube, you could download or upload to YouTube and not, and not, um, not post it to the public. You just have that on there for you. So, uh, here we go. They have on here, they give you stalking behaviors. They will, uh, they kind of break it down. Um, stalking behaviors. It's also a, a national stalking awareness month. Everybody has a month not to make fun of it. And then they, they also, um, have national centers for victims of crime. Also check and see if your local library has a stalking meeting committee or someone in your neighborhood who does hold monthly meetings or they might meet every um, quarterly or every six months or there might be somebody in your neighborhood that does put on these type of meetings and just an open form to report about it, talk about it, what you could do. So they, they uh, show how people will use um, technology to track you. Okay, so you need to look that up, different ways that can be done, illegal interference. We had at one time, I was working at this child care center and working with the state, you could work with the, get into the credit union and get a free bank account. So a lot of teachers, police, and firemen, you know, anybody who worked for the state could get a free account, right? Well, I had a free account because I worked with the city school system and also after school system, the county school system. But I got it when I started with the city. And somebody started <laughs> hacking the teachers' um, bank accounts. And this happened when I was working at a, a child care center there. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And one teacher, someone went in there that tried to take all her stuff. And someone tried that with me too. But boy, I caught it right then and there. And they tried to make some charges also downloading some music when that came out. But uh, that's when my mail went missing too at the same time. So I went right in there and we closed everything out. We started all over again because I just said, no, close everything out, issue all new stuff and you're paying for it. I said, you're taking care of this one because no one's been given this information. I didn't give it to anybody. So they got it from you guys. Unless, you know, I don't know how, unless, because I know where I charged, you know, my charge card. I have one charge card and one checking account. So uh, anyway, so, um, so they say here, um, illegal interference includes slander, liable, blackmail, distribute distributing photos uh, that could be anything making remarks like you'll be sorry you know uh, blocking your path uh, standing in your way I've had that happen to me but that they do that at work that's just I don't know what that was about but the people are always challenging other people vandalism now one of my biggest thing has been vandalism I've been robbed a few times and my car has been vandalized 
every time I go to work, my car gets vandalized. So, you know, somebody's just whatever. Uh, so that you have to be careful for. Um, you know, and it, just like I said, be, just, just watch your stuff. Uh, what I ended up doing is I got a separate credit card and I put a, a limit on it. Put a limit on it. Mine's, you know, a few hundred dollars. Just put a few hundred dollars on that card. And what I do is I use that card like to pay my bills like online and stuff. And that's the only thing I use it for. Okay, so if someone tries to hack or use my card or make a charge, they can't do it without me knowing about it because I have to go into my bank account and take care of paying that charge off before I can put on another bill or make another card and that way that keeps me in the habit of looking at my statement and my activity um, I have another card of course like if I travel or go somewhere where I'm going to need a bigger amount and I may not have access to my little card um, and it could be like a little debit card or like a card that you put cash on uh, and do like that just to keep yourself safe that I found to be the safest for me when something happens or some unknown activity happens the bank will you know you say hey you know I'm going to do 300 500 on here this is the activity that should transpire bills only there's not going to be any luxury you know I'm not going to go furniture shopping I'm not going to take a cruise or buy an airplane ticket <laughs> Okay, so tell them the activity that's going to happen on this card. Let your bank know what you're absolutely going to use this card for. Okay, and let them know if you do go on travel, uh, call them up, say, you know, I need to extend my credit. So this way they know what's going on. You are in charge of your bank account. So that's going to help you from anybody you know, it's going to deter anybody from trying to use your card for anything because they know if something shows up that isn't going to happen you know it shouldn't happen the bank's going to alert you another thing i'm going to tell you is really important what i did and this is free and there are tax um, people that can do this for you at tax season also and there, there's a service fee for it because they're doing the work for you but um my place got robbed. Someone backed in a U-Haul and just took, I, it took everything practically. And I'm just like, I, me, I'm a neat freak. You know, I had stuff in boxes. So it made it really easy for him. And I had two storage bins outside and I had everything of course boxed and labeled, right? <laughs> so we know how easy that theft was. So, you know, all in the, you know, they could have done it. Who knows? I know there was two, at least two people because they took a piece of this table that I'm still um, looking for that I made for my son. I'm still looking for it. And anyways, it's a big table made out of a tree and there's a shotgun in it and there's a, um, a fishing rod with a big bass fish on it. And it's like three feet long. It takes at least two people to carry it, two strong people to carry it. So if anybody out there has seen it, please holler at me. Um, so what I did is I, I prepare, you know, taxes. 
So I said, I have to report this to the IRS. So I came across this form and it's uh, 14039. Okay. Because the reason I did this was because I had some uh, small businesses. I had an in-home care center at one time and I had a little cake hobbies and I had another little business and stuff. So they stole all that information. They stole personal information. They stole the all my school stuff, all my school supplies, my games, my books, all my inventory, everything. And they stole my business records, plus my archives of 10 years of tax returns, old bills, old statements and stuff. I did just whatever was in a box they took. So I come across this form and I fill it out and I it gives you a set amount. I, I had it in a separate inventory and I had it on me, so I was able to attach an inventory and total it all up to a certain amount. And it, it was a big sum. And I also filed with the state. The state's not going to give you that much back. But I waited a year and I never really filed with the feds, but this is what this form will do for you. This form, once you do it, because you only have two choices, okay, one's identity theft and one's where you feel information was stolen from you or taken from you without your permission, of course, to protect you. And for seven years, uh, the IRS will watch your social security number and whoever's on your tax form, okay, and you'll get a PIN number for seven years. Okay, so you've put yourself on high alert with the IRS for any type of fraudulent um, activity. And that's really helped me. So, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, good. Hopefully they'll catch up with this person. So here's the clincher. Here's here's another thing to let you know. That you if they if you don't get your, your stuff back in the same year that it's stolen, guess what? It becomes income to the person who stole it, okay? So they have to report their income. So guess what? That could be used in a, in a courtroom. Yes, sirree. So you need to remember that. Anybody steals from you and you find out who stole from you, because I went down there to the office, to the police office, and these guys are looking at me like they didn't believe me. And I'm just like, I'm looking at the dumbest detectives I have ever met in my life. I'm just like, you know, and I hate to say it, I just feel like I was in Stupidsville sometimes. And I was just like, you know what, guys? I reported this with the IRS, all right? Here's what was taken from me. And um, I sent them some pictures of some stuff. And of course, that's on my Facebook also of everything that they took from me. Because they took books and the phonics system. I mean, we all know how much that costs, right? And uh, Britannia encyclopedias. Uh, CDs, computers, <laughs> you name it. Um, so they just looked at me and I was just like, I'm still frustrated. I'm going to go back. I still have to go back. And, and this, this is back in 2013, right? And this is what year 2019. I went back the following year to follow up on my file and he pulls out my file and he opens up my file that's empty. 
And I looked at him, I said, you know what, you're really not taking me seriously. I said, the materials, my stuff was not returned to me, so now it's a crime, and it's considered income, and I'm going to prosecute this person, once we ca- hopefully once we catch up to him. And I said, I hope it's not your cousin, because it's like a really small town, because I'm going to go after your cousin. I don't care who you are. So, And I don't mean that as a pun, I mean that seriously, too. Um, cause it's, at the time it's a really small town it still is small but they've had some growth but anyway you can feel I'm still frustrated <laughs> but that's another thing just keep that in mind it's 14039 now I know there's been some changes I believe that form is still available so unless they return that um, unless you get your stolen items back in the same year they were stolen it becomes income to the theft and has to be reported if it's not reported on your tax return bills and whistles okay alrighty guys so I hope that's been helpful for you just remember any type of acts of aggression anybody saying anything to you uh, we know that the internet is full of it everybody's always (laughs) taking a picture of somebody's anger issues so um and i know we all get fed up with it i know i do and i really i really just like i just get back in my car (laughs) i just turn around and walk the other way (laughs) or i just stand there you know so anyway best of luck to y'all i'm gonna start something new um next um week we're going to talk about uh, bullying at work. That's only going to be a couple of episodes, what to do, and some um, information. And like anything, we know the three numbers, right? 911. Okay. Y'all have a great week and have a happy Manic Monday. Thank you.